Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey, Epic Investors. It's Matt Terrio from Epic Real Estate, where we show people how to invest in real estate with an emphasis on retiring early. This is the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. And if it's your first time here, glad you found us. Make yourself at home. Kick up your feet. If you like what you hear, stay a while. Make sure you hit the subscribe button before you go. And if this is not your first time here, welcome back. And thank you for sharing this with your friends and family. I really appreciate that about you. And uh, let's get on with the show. Got a great guest for you today, a returning guest. We've had two returning guests this month as we continue to explore a new world that we're moving into. Or hopefully it's temporary, but maybe it's not. So we have to prepare for both. Um, our guest today helps real estate agents to strategically become the number one go-to trusted and referred local agents in their market and do it fast, helps them systemize and scale their business the right way so that they have the freedom and quality of life that they've always wanted. She's also the host of the Alina Show podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to your podcast. And uh, she's got a new book out, How to Get Listings and Dominate Your Market, even if nobody's ever heard of you. And she helps you in the book, Master the 10 Skills of World-Class Agents and Live the Life of Your Dreams. So please help me welcome back to the show, Miss Alina Schumacher. Hey. Yes, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate that. was quite spontaneous. And I just I didn't put the miss. the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Good to see you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't wait till we had this. We had a couple blips, but now here we are. So tell me, Alina, you are in, we don't need to go over your whole story again. People can go back to that episode and listen to it. But uh, you're in Canada, right? Yes, sir. And you coach agents. Is that just in Canada or is that all over the world? Surprisingly, or, most of my coaching students are actually in the States. So I have, I have a mixed bag, I guess. But, you know, quite a few of them are in America. Got it. So as of <laughs> us recording this right now, uh, we've been in lockdown here in the States for about eight weeks now. I think we just passed our eight-week mark. Um, how has business changed for you and, and what are you doing about it? 
Well, that's a really good question to start it off. Uh, it kind I got of, a bunch of them, so get ready. It kind of hit me right <laughs> the week. You know, it's interesting because you and I, when we spoke the first time, I had launched my book digitally. And mm -hmm. I've been working on rewriting. I probably rewrote about 70, 80% of the content, restructured it, really found my voice over this last year, worked so hard to get it going on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And guess what, Matt? The week that it's launching on Amazon, that world shuts down. I mean, what's uh -huh. the chances, right? And so I kind of did more of a soft launch. I couldn't really do too much because everybody's mind was on something different and something yeah. else, right? So, and I didn't want to be tone deaf. So for the past, you know, month and a half, I've been working with my existing clients. I've been kind of putting stuff out there. I've been hosting tons of webinars and just kind of providing as much free training as possible to just, you know, be cool, be helpful, you know, and um, just meet people where they're at right now, which mm -hmm. is, a lot of them are in the mindset of fear, right? And mm -hmm. it's very easy to focus on that. And you and I already both know that fear is a virus all in and of itself, right? Yeah, potentially more deadly. A hundred percent, yeah. So, a hundred percent. So, yeah. absolutely. Well, okay. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting how many life events for people will never happen now because of this. Mm -hmm. You know that just because, you know, graduations and, and retirements and, and, you know, I think about all the sporting, uh, the, all the athletes that were on their last season and they didn't get a proper retirement or those that are making the transition from college to pros and I'm very sports oriented, but I just, I, it's so tragic. And, you know, you, you, you go ahead and you got all these plans to launch a book, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it gets thwarted and we had a, a pretty big live event initiative. We we're going to take our our education on a big massive scale and as soon as we had two events and then all of a sudden this live event business was not the business to be in right yeah, yeah. so it's just it, and it's impacted so many other ways that's just my small little world and, and what i see i can I just imagine everybody's got their own version of that story but you know we got no control over it all we have is control over how we react right 100 so Business for agents, really. I see on the news that everyone is doing virtual tours of their houses now. And are you recognize the same thing or is that just media stuff? You know, it's interesting. It's really different in, in different provinces and states. I have students where they're completely locked down. They weren't able to do anything. My daughter just bought a house last week, you know, and I know they've been shopping and looking at houses this entire time. And so I guess it's different in every state and province. But, uh, you know, California, mm -hmm. I hear there's still is lots of sales and, and people mm -hmm. are selling virtually, as you say, in other states as well. So, you know. Right. Have you noticed, uh, you know, in real estate, as we both know, it is local. Mm -hmm. But uh, have you noticed any adjustment at the retail level in prices or average days on market, anything like that? Well, as from, from what I can see, and I obviously don't know everything in every market, but what I can see here is inventory, you know, is obviously much slower. Spring brings about so many new listings and you can see people are reluctant and whatever is on the market because of people's circumstances and situations or they were already listed, you know, it's stuff sitting and isn't moving as quickly as it would typically at this time, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I do think that things are starting to change. I feel like there is this fresh, almost like people are starting to kind of get a little bit of oxygen again after being after suffocating for such a long time. You know, <laughs> I feel like there's things are happening, and and of course, you know, things are opening again. Maybe it's because people are finally able to get a haircut. I don't. Maybe that's changing things. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm, right. Yeah. It's funny how, how many days in a row I now wear the same clothes. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> I probably shouldn't have revealed that. But yeah, just weird things like, you know, you, you get out of your habits, you get out of your routines and you start doing different things. Yeah, it's so true, which is actually one of the reasons as uh, as we're recording this, not sure when people are going to listen to this, but I just started a a 21-day personal power challenge with my realtors exactly for that because of the bad habits that we I feel like most of us have acquired, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we're working on right now with the realtors is every day we're, we're working on one specific habit and the next day we're adding another one and we're coming together every day in a Facebook group and exchanging. And it's it's like I just feel like there's hope Mm-hmm. And, and and I feel like just listening from every realtor in different parts of the North American world here, you know, I feel like things are changing and moving even just inch by inch, but things are definitely progressing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yep. God willing. Hopefully we, yeah. we continue to go forward and don't have to take any more pauses. Amen to that. Um, something, you know, I have real estate agents that listen to my show, but it's predominantly real estate investors. And, you know, over the last few years, know, maybe several years now that I'm thinking this, I've been saying this for a while, that, uh, you know, the investors haven't had a whole lot of success at the retail level because the demand has been so high and a listing gets put up and there's five offers within 24 hours. And mm-hmm. so agents haven't really had a need to deal with investors, the investor type buyer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to change. Uh, I think listings will be sitting longer. And I know as being a former agent myself that uh, no one likes to have a listing sit, right? You're spending money on the marketing and uh, you're holding open houses and the sellers on your back. And so do you see that dynamic changing from your end? You know, I'm not sure. If you're asking if prices are going to come down slightly and and sellers are going to be motivated to accept potentially lower terms and a lower, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure on that. I guess that, again, it is local. What I see is we came into this extremely strong, right? It was such mm-hmm. a shortage of listings. And the reality is I personally believe that most of this is deferred and delayed and not necessarily lost. Mm-hmm. You know, I think especially coming out of this, uh, because so many people have taken their business, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be able to work from home, they've taken it home, you know, and I think coming out of this, a lot of people are going to realize, hey, you know what, I love working from home, but this house is too small. And I think, you know, some people will have to upsize, downsize, move mm-hmm. across town, move out of province. I think quite a few people are going to move out of province as well because they've seen political um, influence, you know, and you're going to have to kind of just follow your, you know, your beliefs, right? And mm-hmm. I think I think there's going to be a lot of moving happening once people are back to mm-hmm. more or less freedom. And I think that is going to bring the real estate market faster than any other sector, I think, in the marketplace. You know, mm-hmm. I think real estate is going to be the first one to bounce back. So is it going to okay. be good for investors? Here's the deal. It's just like Warren Buffett says, you know, when the tide goes out, you can see who's been skinny dipping. And there's going to be some people who are going to have to sell because they've been skinny dipping and now they're exposed. And there's going to be investors who are going to come and pick that up, right? right. If you're ready for opportunity when it comes, well, good for you. And if not, now's the time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I got that. So let's try this on for size because I've got another way to look at it. So I'm <laughs> in your opinion. Okay. Go. All right. And I remember being a real estate agent. We were always super optimistic, right? I do agree with you uh, on one because we didn't want it to end. It was always like, we don't want to, uh, it's always so good. Um, but the, the one thing I do agree with you is I think there's going to be a lot of real estate exchanging hands, mm-hmm. right? And you said upsizing, downsizing, selling out of necessity, selling out of desire, selling out of convenience. Essentially, um, it's the same thing. Yeah. 
Right, right. But the, the volume, I think, is going to increase. So I think things are going to, right? So that I agree with you. And so you want to be in the middle of that. Whether you're an agent or an investor, that's how we make our money is getting in the middle of those buyers and sellers. The other part of it that uh, I'm thinking about is the world freaked out about this, particularly in America. And that's what I see on the news. I actually don't know anybody personally, so I don't know if I'm being manipulated by the media or if this is an actual fact. But no, I've seen it at the supermarket, so it's, 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 <laughs> there's, there's evidence of it. But people are a little bit more freaked out about this than I thought they would be, right? And so I'm, I'm concerned about the consumer confidence. I think someone like yourself as an agent, myself as an investor, we're in the industry. We're not so freaked out about getting back into business and buying and selling and doing what we do. But I feel like general consumer is going to be a little bit slow to get back their confidence. How do you feel about that? I do agree with that because um, here's the deal. Uh, if you want to control people, we have seen this, um, you know, in history, if you want to control people, you can control them either with fear or uh, with giving them hope. And unfortunately, people are more motivated by fear than by hope, right? You can, you can unfortunately move bigger masses by, uh, right, in the name of trying to protect them. And I feel like that's what's happening right now. There's a lot of, unfortunately, and I don't know how to nicely phrase this, but the news network, in Speak my humble freely. opinion... Yeah. The news network, in my humble opinion, is uh, grossly, grossly misleading the public right now in the name of money, in the name of getting eyeballs on their particular shows. And, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting for me because I am in Canada and Canadians just have a little bit of a more you know, neutral approach to things, right? And you can see I was scrolling through my feed yesterday. But no, it was the day before yesterday. And I see two of the same videos. It was Fauci being interviewed. And it was this whole Ron Paul, uh, you know, mm -hmm. telling Fauci, hey, you're not the end all be all, Mr. Fauci, with all due respect, blah, 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 right? And literally, it's in my feed. The one, one, the one is coming from a democratic worldview. The, the other one is coming from the Republican worldview. One mm -hmm. of them says, Fauci just shut down Ron Paul. And the other one says, Fau uh, Ron Paul just shut down Fauci. Uh -huh. And the funny thing is, you can literally go and substantiate whatever you believe in unless of course you dig a little deeper and and once again you know it's going to be very evident probably what side I'm on it's hard to hide it right because I'm an entrepreneur I've lived in socialist country I've grown I grew up in communist Russia so I'm a capitalist and I'm a proud capitalist right so I, I believe in the free enterprise I believe in being an entrepreneur and an opportunity and I will never be you know shut down for that but um, you know like I it's interesting for me because those particular two interviews, if we want to talk about that, mm -hmm. uh, one of them was the entire interview and you could watch the whole thing and you can guess what side of the party was presenting that. Sure. The other one was just little bits and pieces and it looked really appealing and very convincing if you didn't know what he said right after, right? Mm -hmm. And here I am looking, I'm not even a, an American citizen, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is brainwashing. This is not mm -hmm. even the truth because I just watched yeah. the entire interview, right? And so it's just, yeah, you know, one of those. So you can, get really, you can get really passionate about it and what happens is people yeah. are just controlled by that, right? Mm -hmm. I stopped watching the news probably about three or four years ago because I would get so upset at it. <laughs> and uh, I started watching again since we've been in quarantine because I want to be kept up to date with the virus. Mm -hmm. But I get sucked in with all the other stories and now the different angles and I'm just like, Oh, this is why I stopped watching the news. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Here's the other thing that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. And I just, I got, this is firsthand 
well, secondhand or it would be firsthand? Firsthand hand information from one of my clients. One of my clients is married to a real estate agent and works for Keller Williams. And Keller Williams has advised their agents, at least in that office, I don't know if it's company-wide or not, but at least in her office, to start brushing up on their creative strategies of, of how to sell houses and how to buy houses. And I thought that was very interesting because that's what we've been talking about here for the last probably 45 days because that's the type of market that we're going into. And I know you deal on the retail level. So our point of reference is very much on the wholesale level, the off-market level. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was very interesting that they came to validate the things that I've been saying by Keller Williams is suggesting to all their agents to, if they want to close more deals when we come out of this to start getting a little bit more creative, which well, has always been very anti-agent comment. Right. But, 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 but what better way to do that than on Facebook, right? You just grab your phone and you start, you know, broadcasting to your ideal audience. Right now, it's easier than ever to understand what everyone is afraid of and what everyone is hoping to get to. And mm-hmm. you start speaking to their fears. You start answering the questions they have in their mind. Just like I'm teaching realtors, it's no different for real estate investors. And say, hey, if you're a realist, if you're a homeowner in this particular area and you're thinking of selling your home, you're, you're thinking of moving to a different area and you would like to get a whatever, right? Just like that, it's so, so simple to create content, super short videos, run some ads to that, create audiences, remarket, and oh my goodness, if, if there's ever been any better way to be creative in marketing, now's the time. And now we have the options, and it's so cheap, right? right. In fact, I have a whole chapter on that in my book. Mm-hmm. So, Great. Yeah. We'll talk about the book in just a second. I can't uh-huh. wait. Um, <laughs> the, uh, that threw me off. See what you did to me? Good. Bad host. <laughs> All right. So I think you and I are both bullish on, on, on the real estate. I think we might have a little bit of a difference opinion on how fast it recovers, but I think it's going to be just fine either way. Uh, what do you think are the big risks headed over the next six months? What are the big risks over the next six months? You know, I am such an optimistic person. I think the biggest risk we have right now is for people to still dwell in, uh, in wrong predictions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I think if there's anything ever been done in terms of injustice, injustice to society is all of these wrong models and wrong predictions yeah. that have unfortunate a, a long-term uh, impact on society. Mm-hmm. And just as you just said, you know, yes, consumer confidence is probably going to, and that's probably the only thing, I'm not sure if you can call that a risk, but that's going to just uh, hold things for a little while, right? But at the same time, you know, I'm assuming that the people who are following you are not so much motivated by fear. They're more motivated by risk. They're more motivated by taking advantage of opportunities, right? And so when other people are a little, you know, on the fence about taking action and things start to open up, well, this is when your people go in and snap them and, and snatch up the great deals, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i mean look at the financing terms right now it's incredible yeah it's yeah. just incredible what th- we have right now it's 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 amazing i think there's never been a time where uh, proof for nobody has a crystal ball has ever been more evident <laughs> of course because the models and the charts have just been so grossly off mm-hmm. and as of today, watching the TV, they're making this prediction over the next six months off the new model that they have. I'm like, well, why should we believe that one when your last dozen have been completely wrong? And the reality is this is not the first coronavirus. It's not the second coronavirus. Mm-hmm. There's been cr- plenty of coronaviruses. And the interesting thing is that we had an influenza in 2017, which had a mortality rate of 7%. It killed a lot more people and nobody ch- shut down the world over that. 
Right mm -hmm. now, we have more people dying of flu. In fact, right now, we have more people dying of the secondary effects of COVID-19 and not actually of COVID-19. I mean, if you want to go into the numbers and you want to look at what they're actually reporting, a COVID death, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that's a conversation in and of itself, right? And that's where I'm starting to lose confidence in the government or, or, or whoever is, you know, governing the medical associations mm -hmm. because, like, I don't know, it almost feels like they want this to last longer. There right. I said it. I said it out loud, and it's, yeah, it's, it's okay. Don't apologize for your opinion. out of the world now. <laughs> no apologies allowed here. Speak what you feel. Seriously, uh, right? I mean, you look as at long as you don't condemn other people for the way that they feel. That's all. Oh my gosh, no! But that's isn't that the beauty though? Isn't that the beauty of uh, a free a free speech and the expression of being and then the ability of being able to d debate and and and, ex and accept each other and. Mm -hmm. Right, like it's it's when you start to to think that your opinion is the be all end all, and everybody else needs to be shut down and censored and removed from YouTube and removed from Facebook. Yeah, right. That's when we're having a bit of a problem, which I'm seeing right now. So, yep, it's interesting. Yep. So, based on that, the in marketing is kind of how we we met. Um, you've got the new book out, and it got paused or at least interrupted a little bit when the, the virus came out. So it's out now, though, because you're holding up a physical copy, or is that the only one? No, no, I have it. It's you, <laughs> you, you can get it on Amazon. It's been on Amazon since the beginning of March, whenever okay. the, I think March 5 or something. So whenever we were told to stay home. <laughs> you know, so. Right. How to get listings and dominate your market, even if nobody's ever heard of you. Which is my um, story, which is my yeah, story. I got it. And I think that's, it's a book for agents that absolutely should um, – probably resonate with our near all of them, right? Because nobody's heard of most agents, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, so the book uh, subtitles, Master the 10 Skills of World-Class Agents and Live the Life of Your Dreams. Can you pull out one skill there that someone could implement or start working on today that would have almost an immediate impact? Yeah, all of them are going to have that, but definitely. Can I quickly, instead of saying the one skill, can I give you the framework first? Sure, absolutely. And, and maybe what prompted me to rewrite the content? Okay, yes, absolutely. Because it was always 10 skills. Okay. Right? It was always 10 skills. And so when I, when I wrote this a couple of years ago, but coach, I was coaching a group of guys last year and we were going through stuff and we were just, and I was just seeing how they were hitting a wall and they didn't understand um, the market domination plan in and of itself, right? Because I'm telling them here, this, this, is, this is the plan. We do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. And they're like, well, I'm still not getting it. I'm like, okay, look, it's almost like, it's kind of like, and then I, you know, I unknowingly did pull the Russell Brunson where Russell Brunson has his little epiphany bridge thing, right? Where he said, it's kind of like, right? And like, it's almost like you're trying, like, you know, when you start in real estate, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Go prospecting, get a website, right. get some business cards. Here's the phone book, start now. Exactly. Tell okay. everybody you're in real estate, right? To which uh -huh. everybody's going to say, oh, yay, you know, yippee skippy, I'm going to list with you. Of course, you got no experience, but who cares about experience, right? Uh -huh. And that's the thing. And that's why most agents, you know, really, I, I believe, fail in, in business because they jump into stage two and three. I believe there's four stages to the real estate business. There's, uh, there's the host there is the venue, there's the invitation, and there's the experience. I'm like, picture, it's almost kind of like you're trying to invite people over to a dinner experience, and you ain't got a stove in your kitchen, there's no curtains, right? You can, you got no flooring in yet, you know, you're not dressed properly as an actual host, and the doorbell rings, and, pe and you're trying to get people in, and there's nothing on the table, right? And when I told Sounds like my college, my college apartment. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> 
and, and, and right. but, but but then what happens right you know like right. you, you you might even be able to get a couple of leads that way right you're going to be the quantity mo- model that so many realtors are working on but the reality is that you're going to provide them with an average experience and you're going to be continuously trying to reinvent the wheel whereas if you work on yourself first and you work on becoming the absolute best and in the book i'm giving them an actual plan here's what you do every single day here's you know like step-by-step action mm-hmm. plan to answer your question on the habit right here's the kinds of questions to ask here's how to understand human behavior here's what i do when i meet with a for sale uh, with a for sale by owner or with a listing or with a buyer uh prospect right and then you you work on that and then you go to the next stage right and you prepare your venue quote unquote right you make sure your brand is sharp you make sure your message is clear i'm teaching a, a concept which is called the one-liner where you tell people very quickly what you do what makes you different what's your proprietary process why should people work with you right mm-hmm. you get clear on all of that you get a website that isn't just looking pretty but it actually has a customer journey that's intentional where when people come to it there's a purpose right mm-hmm. and then you create systems and processes so that you can provide that same consistent experience to every client right and then um, I'm teaching on how to build your team how to find the right kinds of people you know once you've systematized the business and then take it to the next level and actually scale it and so you know every single one of those habits is extremely practical if you read it but my favorite one and that where I'm getting a lot of comments on is uh, especially from new agents who I really have a heart for to work with is when they read the preparation habit where you know here's how to get ready here's your focused intensity with a plan is what the chapter is called they read through that they're like oh my gosh you know this makes so much sense but nobody has ever told me to do this you know and so it's powerful stuff right when preparedness meets opportunity Mm-hmm. I've heard this expression. So prepare. I couldn't agree more. Uh, but not so, not too long, right? Because you got to get into action and start getting the results. Well, it's all uh, practical, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Let me ask you this, because I know my real estate agents are, are closely tuned into the speaker right now. But as my real estate investors who wants to work with a real estate agent or put at least get a real estate agent on their team, if you were sitting in an open house, Alina, and an investor walked in, which has happened to me countless times when I was an agent, and my eyes would just roll when they walked in. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'll stop you. Why would your eyes roll? Oh, because my whole interpretation of agents, or excuse me, investors then was they're going to have me submit a bunch of lowball offers. Mm-hmm. And then when it, if, or if I'm going to sell their property, they're going to try and cut into my commission. Mm-hmm. Those are like my two things. I was like, I don't even want to work with you. Right. And then also that none of them knew what they wanted. Just call me when something makes sense. Call me when you find a deal. Call me when something pencils. Like those were all the little phrases that I'd hear all the time. And I'd call them and they said, well, this doesn't pencil. I was like, well, you need to tell me what pencils so I can, maybe I just answer my own question. See, look what you did to me. All right. So <laughs> what would an investor have to say to you to be, yeah, I think I'm going to work with this guy. This could be a good relationship for me. Clarity. I, just like what you said, I love when people know what they want. Mm-hmm. I know when people, you know, like don't beat around the bush. Tell so me I pu- tried to pull back because that is my answer. So I just yeah, do, don't like, don't beat around the bush. Tell me what you got to work with. Tell me where you're looking. Tell me what you're looking for, and tell me the time frame. Like, is this now? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to call you, is a good deal tonight? Are you ready to move? Right. right? Those kinds of things. Yep. And for agents, you know, the, I have an entire chapter here on open house strategies, and I call it the million dollar question. Here's how you get a client. I mean, I'm not sure if it'll work on a 
on an investor, but I don't see why not. You know, if an investor walks through the house and uh, is uh, about to exit the house and they're kind of ready and you're asking them, so what do you think? And they're going to give you just a nice little, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice place, yeah. you know. And I really want to know, tell me what you really think. Are you going to write on this? And if so, why not? What's bothering you? What's the problem? What's right? What else are you looking for? What do you ask them, right? And the question I teach my agents to ask is this, right? After I'm asking, so is there any feedback I can pass on to the sellers? And they're going to say, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. May I ask one more question? Sure, sure. If you had a magic wand and you can change just one thing about this place, what might it be? And then you shut up and you listen. And now they're going to tell you exactly what they're looking for and why they're not going to buy this house. And now I teach my agents in the focus intensity with a plan chapter number four. I'm teaching them to, uh, um, it's a, it's a strategic, strategic, uh, you know, um, getting to know your market. We're pre- creating a binder. I have a worksheet for them that they can actually download. If you're buying the book, you get a ton of bonuses online. And uh, they work through that whole thing. They take that binder to the open house. Now I can flip this open and say, look, I've got this and this and this and this, if that's what you're looking for. In fact, this one just came on the market. Did you see it? And then I've, I have a whole list of questions they're supposed to answer through every listing. And then uh, whether that's an investor or whether that's a home buyer, you know, uh, is going to look through this and say, I, I have never seen an agent knowing their stuff like this and having done their homework like this. You're the realtor I want to work with because you are thorough, you know, your stuff. And this is like, this is freaking unbelievable. Right. And that's how you get a client. Right. But then don't take it. Th- then I would take it to the next level. And this might really work for your investors and they might already be doing this. I'm not be telling them anything new because I, you know, I work more. I got a lot of my investor stuff from being an agent. So go ahead and let's let's compare. I work with newer agents, obviously. So, but my strategy now, this is all the stuff I used to do. Okay, this is how I got clients, Matt. You know, I would go through the open house. I'd ask them the million dollar question. They would tell me, well, if it had the extra bedroom, you know, if it had the basement, if it had a garage, if it had a shop, if it had a bigger yard, if the neighbors weren't that close, right? Then I know, okay, but because I've done my homework and I know my market, I can say, well, have you seen this one? Have, have you seen this? And they'll say, yeah, we kind of, you know, this one we haven't seen. Well, would you like to go see it after the open house for tomorrow? What works better for you? Is there anything else I can show you? By the way, you know, here's how I work. You can explain to them your terms. And then what I do with the next level stuff is I run wanted ads in the local real in the in, in the local community paper. And everybody's like, or most agents nowadays are like, wanted ads in a community paper. Who reads the paper nowadays? People mm-hmm. that have money. Mm-hmm. They do. People still do. That's where you have your sports news. That's where you have your local rezoning petitions and all that kind of local stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Every community has, has that kind of a newspaper. And I wouldn't go where the classified section is. I put it on page inside two, uh, two or three, which are both in color. And I would have, and when you get the book, um, you actually get a whole bonus section where I'm giving you the exact examples of my ads, whether you have listings or you have no listings yet. Here's what it looked like. Here's the exact verbiage, right? And we never pretend. But what I would say, you know, if I have this couple and they're looking for a house in Springfield up to 350, has to have an attached double garage, I'd say, hey, urgently wanted in Springfield up to 350, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just a quick little blurb, right? Not too much. And now what happens is all the people that are thinking of selling in two, three months, right? And, and are kind of still thinking about it. Oh, I still need to paint the living room before I'm going to list. I still need to clean out the basement or the garage or whatever, right? Or fix the roof. Well, now they come out of the woodworks and they call you and they're like, well, I've seen your ad. And, you know, I were kind of thinking of selling in two, three months. But if these people give us what we want, we might be willing to move faster. And now you have access to listings that other people have don't even realize exist or are on the market yet. Nice. 
And that's always been my strategy. And I have plenty of papers to prove it, right? And, and I love it. And, <laughs> you know, I had a gal who actually emailed me and said, this is stupid, she says, this will never work. And I'm like, okay. You know, imagine, all the time. listen, listen, listen. I'm like, imagine if every local realtor was going to run wanted ads, it's not going to work. So this is good. That means more listings for me, right? It's cool. If you don't believe in it, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. When people tell me what I'm doing isn't working, and I'm like, okay, go good. Uh, you go do what's working for you. I'm going to continue doing what's working for me. Yeah, exactly. All righty. So what's in the uh, future, Alina, that you're most excited about? Oh, I love coaching. I love one-on-one coaching. I love group coaching. Uh, you know what? I love creating groups of people and, and showing them what's possible for them. And just, you know, many times realtors, I'm not sure how investors are, but realtors many times tend to be lone wolf, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like not sharing. They're so afraid somebody's going to copy them. They're so afraid somebody, you know, could steal something from them, right? Whereas I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to bring a completely different, um, you know, a vibe into this whole industry. I love coaching. I love uh, working with people one-on-one and in groups. That's kind of my thing that I'm excited about. Perfect. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, hey, alinabook.com. It's the first uh, place. That's where you get the book for free and you just pay the shipping and you can get it uh, to your doorstep delivered probably in about a week and you can get started on your journey. Awesome. Alinabook.com. You got it. That's a very clever domain name. How did you call it that? <laughs> I have a feeling you might know. <laughs> yeah, no, I got um, I have so many domain names and they're all birthed by an amazing idea I had in the shower or in the middle of the night or something. And, and uh, then you go to try and find the domain names and you just look for the short, easy ones that are easy to remember, easy to spell. And you got one. So congrats. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're getting fewer and further in between these days. So. <laughs> alinabook.com if you're out there being a real estate agent or have the ambition to be one highly recommend it I know Alina very well she knows her stuff and as you can tell she's very passionate about it and (laughs) that's what I like about her most thank you Matt you bet thanks for being here and let's do this again 100% if you'll have me third time hey (laughs) why not yes no I always have the good people back well, thank you. I, as in fact, when's the last time you had another woman on your show? Because I've been going through your through your feed, and I'm like, is this all guys? Is what's happening here? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, Mercedes, my wife, does the Tuesday show. So she right. qualifies. Yes, <laughs> We just did a show together for our 1,000th episode, which was fun. Uh-huh. But that's a good point. I don't know why. It's not a conscious effort. I think no. it's just what comes across in my, my inbox for the requests and most of my stuff is monologue. Most of it's me. Yeah. So I can't do much about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know what? I, I definitely appreciate and feel very privileged to have been on your show a second time. So thank you, you for that. Glad to have you. All righty. So if you found this episode valuable, there's a good chance that you know someone else who would as well. Or if you know a real estate agent and uh, who do you know? When that name comes to mind, if you think about it, share this episode with them. And then ask them to click the subscribe button when they get here. I'll take great care of them. All righty. That's it for today. God loves you. So do I. Health, peace, blessings, and success to you. I am Matt Terrio. Living the dream. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.